This is the show where Canadian talent comes to have fun. You're listening to Canada Music Hangout. Hello and welcome to Canada Music Hangout, the podcast all about Canadian bands and musicians that you already love and the ones that I'm sure will be your new favorite. I'm your host, Logan Curry, and today I have in the studio with me the amazing three-piece band, uh, three-piece jazz rock band from right here in Halifax called The Blue Lane. The Blue Lane, which consists, consists of Rachel Henderson, Morgan Crookshank, and Connor Booth released their debut self-titled EP back in 2016 and, and has been going strong since. Their second EP, Blind, won the Jazz Recording of the Year at the 2017 Nova Scotia Music Week. This year, they're back at it again with their full-length double-concept album, Blue Land, which was nominated for this year's NS Music Week as Jazz Recording of the Year. And today, I have with me Rachel and Morgan. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, So I heard, yeah, Connor couldn't make it in today. But that's okay. (laughs) So... Um, how did the band form? How did it get started? Well, back in 2015, we, well, 2014, we all kind of met. And then 2015, we just started playing some jazz for fun. And, uh, and then it just kind of yeah. stuck. Yeah, we met we, in the we, we music arts of, program yeah, here at the NSCC. When we were jamming, you know, we kind of had a sound pretty early, eh, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we were just thinking at first, you know, hey, we're going to, we're going to uh, just, you know, come up with some jazzy sets, you know. Mm-hmm. Reading the real book. Yeah, exactly. But we played together, um, Morgan and I played together in the blues ensemble with Bill Stevenson here. Okay. So we kind of started that way, yeah. just kind of became friends and then it all came together. Okay, and what drew all of you towards jazz in particular? Because I know that, you know, you, you kind of do a fusion of a few mm-hmm. different genres, but, like, what kind of drew you towards jazz in the first place? Well, for me, um, I personally just had an affinity towards jazz. Um, and I have, I've done different, um, my my voice teacher that I've, studied voice for 10 years before I came into the music arts program uh, had me doing a lot of jazz and classical okay so I kind of I grew with it I guess and then um, but I also was inspired by a lot of different other genres too and I think that's where a lot of the fusion comes from for all three of us because we all I mean we started kind of rock and grunge and you know growing up you were I was exposed personally to a lot of different genres, so right. I, I I like a lot of different styles of music, but I think the challenge maybe, you know, like it, it was challenging for us and it it kind of forced us to Stimulus. push <laughs> ourselves, yeah. And the real book, it's like a jazz, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's like a jazz book like okay. a Bible that has all these old classic songs and it's laid out really nice and you can just kind of flip through and just sight read it and okay. it's a really good practice. It's called The Real Book? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. 
So yeah. what about what about you? What brought you towards jazz? Um, you know, like hearing lots of artists like um, uh, Les Paul, really mm-hmm. some of his playing really really inspired me, and Django Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, um, really just hearing his uh, playing. You know, I, jeez, would be a few years ago now, but I just went on such, a, just such a kick with Django Reinhardt. Like I listened. Just all the time. It was like I was always listening to this man. And it got to the point and I was like, I'm listening to acoustic lead guitar more than electric lead guitar. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a weird moment I had. But, it, but still, no, I, I really love that style. And um, just some other jazz stuff. You know, like I, I think um, Miles Davis is really cool. And um, Coltrane, I find him extremely interesting, you know, okay. as far as jazz artists getting me into it. It's but really also just a lot of inspiration. Yeah, coming. and I also was a really big blues fan even before I got into jazz. And there's a and lot they kind of go together. They do. There's yeah, a lot of absolutely. connection, you know. And totally. that connection, I think, is one of the things that really inspired me into jazz as well. Because hmm. it's like I can also be expanding my blues playing in a really, you know, you know, groovy, functioning way. Mm-hmm. It's know? like more, like, more depth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had more color and dynamics, and it was. It was one of those things at first, too. Like, I, I, I think I feared it, mm-hmm. but I, and maybe I still do. Yeah. You well, know, it's, it's challenging. It's it will yeah. never stop challenging you. <laughs> right, that's the yeah. thing. So you're, there's always room for growth, I find. Yeah. And that's, that's one, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like such a genre. It's like, man, like. Part of it is being able to improvise. Yeah, the open creative I think it'll be one of those things where it doesn't matter how. Mm-hmm. Good, I become. So, um, anything. There's always what is like everyone's like, instrument? Do you, are you guys multi instrumentalists mm-hmm. okay, or do you have one to stick to? Um, well, for myself, um, I started on piano when I was five and okay. then uh, went to voice at eight. And I've studied a ton of different instruments, um, but in the band, I play bass and do vocals. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and like myself, you know, just playing. I, I, in Blue Lane, you know, I mainly play guitar and uh, do backup vocals. You know, yeah, we can play different instruments. But yeah, okay, like yeah, I'll play, you know, a bit of harmonica. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I got a lap steel I sometimes play. Oh, nice. You know, and he can uh, play the piano, too. Yeah, a little just, bit. They all, really, we but, dabble in different yeah, things. I, I just oh, you know, good. piano works, but I mean, I'm no, I'm no piano <laughs> player. No way. Um, so when you're writing for the Blue Lane, when you're writing songs... How does the process usually get started with that? Like, who comes oh, up with, that's, like, that's stuff? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, it, and it it's always be, such a can of worms because it it's... Be, <laughs> it, it literally could be anything. It, it really can be. It could be like, oh, he made a funny sound, and now that sound has inspired this thought, which is then inspiring this <laughs> like, progression. Like, and You know, sometimes, like, you're sometimes, like, with your friends, and you'll say something funny or something. Like, that's helped us with a few songs for oh, sure yeah. and like we've written them with our instruments sometimes without some of the more interesting songs have been written without even any instruments and really just voice. and just oh yeah <laughs> like, sit there and like just singing mm-hmm. along the bass line and yeah. Or, yeah or there's like a funny line or like or like a song like the river where it's singing about being the paddling it's yeah. singing about paddling but that kind of was an inside joke from The Simpsons. Yeah, and, we're big is, Simpsons fans, yeah. by the way. Oh. We, enjoy, <laughs> we enjoy the old, the old school humor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like no, there's. I mean, there's. It can come in so many different ways, and oftentimes, it really just is more of a 
random thing. Like it's not so often that we sit down and say, I'm going to write a song today. It just usually happens. And I mean, I remember there was one we wrote for an album that is kind of in the works right now that I was like, ah, I just feel like, I feel like I need to write a song. Like, I feel like a song is coming on. And then Mm. Morgan's like, wait, hang on a second. And he goes and he gets his (laughs) guitar. And then he just starts playing this riff. And then I'm on my phone and I start just tapping up some lyrics. And then the song that we're going to use as our title track on our next piece came to be just randomly. So it it can be a random thing. It can be like pulling teeth. We've got a song called Pyramid off of our... our, our album Blue Land that's okay. just recently nominated and and that one took a long time to Legit. work out and it was just yeah, like it was some, a big project yeah, <laughs> yeah like some th- songs like they go you know they they uh they're finished really quickly some take a while yeah yeah it's funny how yeah it, and then how some would just keep in the like you know keep in her back pocket and be yeah. like we don't like Maybe this will end up being yeah. something, and then you just kind of keep stewing on it for a while, basically. Yeah. yeah, and then the idea might resurface randomly, and then it ends up just becoming a part of the collection. It just happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. I like. I I always thought that the best songs usually come at the most random times. Like, mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, I think that's just like art in general. Yeah. Right? When the inspiration you hits, you just happen. gotta you gotta ride that wave. Yeah. Okay. Um, and speaking of nominated, you guys, the, uh, the Blue Land was nominated for Jazz Recording of the Year. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So I want to go back to when you actually won last year's uh, Jazz Recording of the Year. That was last year's, what, 2017? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you received that award, how was like everybody feeling because was that like the first award that you won as a band? Yes. Yes. So <laughs> how was everybody feeling when you when you saw that happen? Oh, we were we were very happy. I was really I honestly for me it was just I felt really proud cuz you know we've been through a lot as a band and we've worked really hard to get where we're at and there's no shortcuts. Right. You know, and we just we put in the work and we do our best. And, you know, receiving any kind of recognition when you're working with your passion and putting yourself out on the table is it's a cool thing. And so this year um, you guys were actually nominated again Mm -hmm. for the same award. How about that? How did how is that, you know, like um, (laughs) being nominated for like the same award two years in a row and, you know, the idea that you might win it again this year. How's how's that? Honestly, yeah. I think we're both just like really happy yeah, to be a part cool. of it. And yeah. I, honestly, the winning aspect was really cool last year, but it doesn't really matter. We're just happy to be a part of such an awesome industry and That's great. being a, a part of a cool festival like Nova Scotia Music Week and everything. Because there's so many chances to network and so many learning oh, yeah. opportunities with the panels and Absolutely. conferences and everything like that. So, um, so are you guys showcasing at Music Week this year? No. Nope. No. Not this year. No. Not this year. Did you last year? No, we didn't. No. No, which is funny because people were asking, but no, they got the nomination and just checking out shows. We got a lot of friends that are performing as okay. well. So. Yeah. so you're just going to be there to check them out anyway. Exactly. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's gonna, great. It's going to be a good time. Yep. Um, so uh, both of you took music arts, mm-hmm. albeit diff- you graduated different years, mm-hmm. uh, Morgan 2014 and Rachel 2015. Am I right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, what was both of your experiences like in 
a program like Music Arts because I've talked to many people that have been through the program and they all give me different uh, different answers of how they felt about it. So how, how like what was your guys' experience? Was it a good one, bad one, you know? <laughs> I think it's definitely individual to the person, like you said. Um, for myself, um, I had put a lot of thought into going into music my whole life, uh, post-secondary, and I looked into a lot of different things. Um, but when I found music arts, it just kind of fit with what I wanted. You know, I right. had so many little nuancey parts of the industry um, that you get to learn about. Which opens all the doors, really. And for me, it was um, it was exactly what I needed um, when I where I was in my my musical path. And I feel like it taught me a lot. And I made a lot of amazing friends and That's connections. Good. And I learned a lot about how to function in the industry, you know, and be kind of my own boss. And that's big, you know. Right. Um, I. I speak fondly of it. I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed the teachers. And you know, it was hard. It I was, can only but <laughs> it, a lot of work. But I grew a lot in those two years that I was in it. So, okay. And what about your experience? I, I, it was a good experience. Um, there's a lot to learn. Um, there's a lot they're teaching you in that uh, you know in that time period, and it's uh, it's it's interesting because you know some things. Uh, it's amazing what you know when you are being fed a lot of musical information, you know, what stays in the back of your head. And sometimes it may, something may not seem so relevant at first, but then when it comes time for a proper application, it's there. Right. You have it in That's the back of your point. head and you can remember it's it. It's like and tools. It's, yeah. And, you know, I, you know, if I go into that you know, program, you know, I think it's a really good program for learning how to get good at your instrument. Like, you could, yeah. go, you could go in there and they'll show you everything you have to do to become proficient at your instrument. And if you do it, it does work. Mm-hmm. It's done. It like it can it can really benefit your playing. Yeah. And uh, and also you know the business parts of it are interesting too. And you know the uh, just newer trends mm-hmm. we'll talk about. You and know. the recording opportunities and the opportunities between the different um programs like yourself you know you're in a recording program yeah. and and uh, and then being in the studio working with the recording students and then we even did some uh sound like film scoring we did sound really? for the film students like there was okay. this thing where we had to make sound for um, different short films and then uh, show them to the film students and then they chose a couple different artists to do the sound wow. for their project. So <laughs> it's really neat how it all just kind of links together. Mm-hmm. That's such an interesting project, mm-hmm. being able to film score for another program, basically. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, with my program, I don't really get to work with other ones that much, but... But you do experience I'm, stuff like this. Exactly. So and I'm that's kind of neat. I'm the kind of person that's like, you know, we don't get to work with anyone else. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm going to bring in as many people as I can <laughs> to interview, basically. Um, so is there a lot of theory in that class, in that program? That yeah. Is, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's one of those things like I myself took a lot of theory over the years before the program. So I felt I was really kind of 
it was a good level for myself. Um, but there was a lot of people that go in there with no theory knowledge okay. and they're starting from the very beginning, you know, and, and somehow these teachers are able to teach somebody from the very beginning and also teach somebody who's, you know, more intermediate and advanced and it all somehow just kind of works. I mean, wow. I got to hand it to the people that are starting from the beginning, you know, learning notes on the staff kind of thing. Cause right. it is, it's, they go fast. They go really fast. So, yeah. but I've seen a lot of people do it. That's yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, that, that just shows that really the instructors are pretty great instructors. Actually. Yeah. And I think that they really just care about the students and they want to share this knowledge, you know, right. and that's why, why it impacts the students the way that it does like most okay. people that go through that program usually speak fondly of it right you know, for one one reason or another okay so being in like you know the 2010s like we're in 2018 now um crazy i know right <laughs> um i would think that being at least known on social media is an important part is that something they go over as well like the social media side of like promoting yourself yeah but i feel like i i think that <sighs> it ch it's did. changed so much yeah that like, it's not even yeah, I, there's I, so much more to it mm -hmm. now and like they did they did when we were there in the business classes but i feel that like they, they would probably teach more of that now it I would think, look different today you know, trends change because even quickly. in the past yeah. five years it it, you know, in order mm -hmm. to have, um, say, a music page on Facebook, you have to boost your posts yeah. in order for your page to even have any reach. Right. And so it is a challenging thing to navigate. And I think it would probably look different in how they would teach students, because at that point, you didn't even have to necessarily boost your post to have reach. But now with paying for ads and yeah. stuff they kind of have mm -hmm. you have to it's just a weird part of it now. yeah from what i've learned you have to pay a lot of money to do it you know yeah, if you're gonna boost your post you have to you pay have to pick and choose the ones that are worth uh getting out there yeah but yeah. i see it like we were talking about this earlier today and i see it more as a uh, part of like a resume you know like right. if somebody only has facebook or they want to find you on facebook it's there all the information is mm -hmm. there you know well, but you're you're not necessarily out there to break the internet and get, right. you know, thousands of likes on a post or something like that because it's just not realistic nowadays. Not anymore, no. I mean, back maybe in the early, even like in the late 2000s, like, you know, between Algorithms have, they yeah. change so frequently, it's hard to stay on top it, of it. It probably would have been maybe even a little bit easier back then because, you know, the, if the market wasn't so... I don't want to say saturated, but there wasn't so many pages on there all, all trying to do Absolutely. the exact same thing. Yeah. But like crazy stat, over 800 million people log on to Facebook every month. Wow. So that's that's why I always like to ask, like, do you think social media is an important part of any artist or any band? I think it's important to have the information out there, but I, I've been hearing a lot of talk about it. I think... Um, <clears throat> the main thing is is not to get too caught up in numbers, um, not to get too caught up in uh, comparing yourself to other people or uh, feeling like 
just because you don't get all this reach on a post that it's not being seen because that's not necessarily true you know like um having that information out there is always a good thing okay that's interesting yeah mm-hmm. and i always say like there's also different social media platforms as well absolutely I mean, the first place i found your band was on blue um uh, was on facebook sorry yeah um and through there i also found it on reverb nation which is where i did some of the research on um yeah some of the venues and tours cool reverb nation's so cool it is <laughs> there's a lot like everything you could need on there pretty much yeah and there's another one i don't know if you've heard of it called last fm no, it's kind actually. of this more obscure one, but there are quite a few bands on there. And we'll have to look into cool, that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one. I'd like to check that out. Yeah, sure. we're on most of the platforms um, right now. You know, we got the Bandcamp going on and yeah. Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. But yeah, like you said, it's hard to know how effective this stuff is. Yeah. But I think it's important to put it out there anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's besides that, there's also music streaming platforms which i guess in a way you could call social media but at the same time i don't know if you really could yeah i don't yeah we're on plenty of those too i maybe one like youtube where they have like commenting Mm -hmm. options but like the big ones i always think about are the two rivals of like apple music and spotify yeah you know are you on both of those yes oh good 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 i forgot to check earlier if you're on apple music because i actually have the subscription so yeah no we're we're on it yeah, good. we got okay, we good. got all our albums on there now. I think yeah, on both of them. Because like I go on Bandcamp a lot, so that's where I listen to most of your music. Yes, I'm Bandcamp. a Spotify user. I really have been super happy with it. Over, oh, I've good. just started yeah. using it over the past year, and I'm really pleased. Good. So we got our music on there too, which is nice. Um, so I just want to get back really quickly to um. Um, music arts as a program mm-hmm. and ask you guys how does a program like that jumpstart or further a musician's career well i think a lot of the knowledge that you gain from it in general i mean i could really just go on but uh i mean when i went into it i didn't have a whole lot of knowledge when it came to the business aspect like I was more all about the art so you knew the theory and you knew the music yeah Yeah. um but then the program for me I know personally was really great because I learned the business side of it and I learned how to manage manage my art and how to uh conduct myself in a business setting um, professionally, you know, and not that I wasn't professional before, um, but I just have more, I know more about the ins and the outs of the industry and they put it to you quite frankly, you know, they're not, they're not trying to sugarcoat anything to you, you know, so you have a pretty good idea of how it works and even the flaws and it's good to be equipped with, with that kind of knowledge. So for myself, the business aspect was really, really important, um, I know that that was a big part for me. Um, even the recording, like being able to do your own demos and stuff, knowing how to do your own sound for gigs when right. you you may not have a sound person. So you're doing your own sound or um, knowing how to use Pro Tools or just it, it gives you everything that you could really need. Is right? that what you mostly use as Pro Tools in the program? Um, well, I know his year it was 
garage band yeah they and were. then my year was the first year that they started teaching pro tools okay. in the um like the digital audio workshop kind of interface okay. programs so i mentioned earlier that your last ep blind was nominated and won the uh 2017 um jazz recording of the year mm-hmm. i also found this really interesting thing about blind um a really interesting fact that it was supposed to be in this movie called Every 21 Seconds. Or maybe it was. No, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen the movie. So how did that come together? How did you get your song in a movie? <laughs> um, well, this is really cool. Well, the, um, uh, the guy we record with, uh, David Findlay, uh, does film scores. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he... We did Sharknado, one of the Sharknado movies. He did Sharknado? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. <laughs> Sharknado 2 or something yeah. like that. Or so maybe when, all so of them, I don't Shark know. Shark Week you know, comes by, you know, he can get some... Right. Dave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so he he um, he was doing the, uh, the score for this movie. And Occasionally uh, we do some work with him in yeah. that regard, um, but he just kept us in mind and... Oh, Titus Media. Yeah, and so he had to fill in di- different parts of this movie. I think he did the sound for the whole thing, oh, actually. Yeah, the whole thing, and yeah. it, there okay. was this dirty bar fight scene, and it was it was kind of a little stressful. But <laughs> our music is playing. <laughs> the neat thing about it is our music is playing over the radio in the actual movie so it sounds oh, like our music is yeah, on the radio nice. in this bar when this fight scene is happening <laughs> and it's during this really angry song blind and the meaning of it and everything is just kind of it's funny how it all all came together and then there's another one where they're at a food court and i think what song i'll is, see you when i'll see you when yeah. oh so you got that. two of your songs in it yeah in oh that's movie. cool yeah. yeah so it was kind of a neat a neat way that they put them in there i need to watch this movie now that sounds really cool <laughs> the movie itself is actually kind of an uh a neat thing it's a, like a true story i think mm. even based off of somebody who I, experienced um i did a tiny bit of research yeah. yeah it was something that had to do with like a head trauma survivor yeah. or brain yeah. trauma yeah yeah it does sound really interesting mm-hmm. and now that it like i know that you guys the songs are in there i kind of want to look at it now I yeah it's kind of it. neat yeah. eh <laughs> Taking over, overtaking, cracking the whip I'm glad in your space and I'm glad in your mind Two-faced masterpiece designing your kind Throw you in the melt pot, boil you blind Yeah, blue and there's red roses around you can put your things in there you like things you can put your things in there 
to like you know local scene how has um the local scene treated you guys like how um how's the local music scene been to you guys i think it's been pretty good i think it's been it's been quite a ride actually like for it seems weird because people sometimes people have uh Jazz is a strange genre to work in. Let's just start there, okay? Because sometimes people hear the word jazz and they're like, "Mm, mm, I don't know. But the funny thing about our local scene here is there's a lot of opportunity for jazz bands. And we've, yeah, Yeah. and we've really, we've really had great feedback and had a lot of opportunity for local Mm. playing. Like we've done a ton of playing in the past couple of years, just all over the place. And we really are enjoying it because, you know, a big part is building your fan base at home to start, you know, and I think that's Mm -hmm. an important thing. Hey, we played the Hell of X Jazz Festival uh, last year. Yeah. We've been playing it for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. We were on the the main stage this year and we're uh, doing the Sackville Jazz Fest uh, coming up. Right, thirteenth weekend. Um, so when I was looking back through some of your past gigs in Reverb Nation, I noticed first of all there was a lot of gigs at the Salt Box. Is that like a weekly or not yeah. weekly? Sorry, a monthly thing. 
honestly, we it's have just been playing there quite a bit. It's been. Um, we love the salt box. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's just say that we'll Rachel start off. A sweater. Uh, just yesterday, there, yes. we played a gig there last okay. night. Yeah, so. yeah. I finally got some of their merch. I'm so happy to have some of that stuff. But um, yeah, we've been playing there a lot. It was funny how it started. We just kind of did we reach out to them to start out. I don't even remember. But regardless, we really uh, we like everybody that works there, and they seem to like us as well and I don't know they're just so such a charming bunch and for us it's just it's nice to work somewhere like that and they're uh committed to us as a band and we're committed to them and it's it's kind of a nice thing like we'll play when they want us to play if we can (laughs) and uh, they've got a few different groups that they work with there and we're happy to be one of them that's great. Yeah, because yeah. that was one thing I did notice was that there was a lot of, like, you know, salt box at least once a month. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did want to go last night, but it's a little bit of a far drive because I live in Bedford. So. Mahone Bay. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. will say mm-hmm. the live music scene there is thriving and people come out and oh, and oh, it's yeah. really, a, it's kind of a neat thing. Like it the salt is. box brewery is actually built into an old garage, like a car garage. So they have these big bay doors that they'll open up. Okay. In the summertime, and and it's they've got the, this nice patio, and they'll have food trucks that come in, and they always have different new featured beer and local craft beer and everything, and wow. just the place to be, that especially really if cool. you're in the area. Yeah, because I, I over the summer I worked up in like the Hubbard's area, so I mm-hmm. wasn't too far away. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I I've, I've even noticed there's a really big music scene up in. Uh, up on the south shore down there really it's is, really yeah. interesting yeah yeah it's kind of a neat thing but like how does the music scene in like halifax compare to like maybe like the big music scene in pei or the one in new brunswick how did how do those compare to each other because hmm. i noticed you guys That's played a, a few in uh, pei and new brunswick so halifax is awesome i mean mm-hmm. people are trying so hard to just there's a lot of support, you know, and even if it even if it's flawed, everything's flawed, you know, but there's a lot of people trying to make this work here and a lot of people trying to get the little man heard and just support local and and the live music scene, like people trying to keep that alive here. And, you know, maybe it's a hard thing in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And things are always changing, you know, but that leaves promise for the future, too. Like, even if we're struggling now for live music or venues find it hard to have draw or musicians or whatever else, I think that there's always room for growth in that. And everybody seems to be really trying, you know, and it's a collective effort from everybody in the industry, I think, you know, and I see that effort. Mm. It's, it's There's certainly no lack of that. You know, people are... We want it to be bustling, but it's just a matter of, you know, having the place to put on these shows and having things that work for everybody involved, uh, the venues, the artists, the showgoers, you Mm. know, like it's just there's a delicate balance there. And I think that everybody really cares about trying to make it work here. And that's that's a big thing. 
Yeah, there's there is actually a lot of venues around here that like to play live music. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest one that I've been to a few times is the Seahorse Tavern. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a cool one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually saw last year's Q taping of um, the ECMA version of Q at okay. um, right there, and it was oh, really neat. interesting. It was either earlier this year. No, it was earlier this so year. So they did like a live kind of radio show thing yeah. there at the Seahorse. So like, yeah, Tom Powers there, and he brought in like Alan Doyle, and he brought in Neon Dreams, uh, Classified, and David Miles. And they just kind of emceed the thing. Yeah. Neat. It was really neat. That is neat. Um, but yeah, the I, I, the music scene is definitely there, mm-hmm. and um, someone once told me that like Halifax is kind of like an incubator for bands. I like that. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I I do believe that. I mean, a lot of bands I've seen come out of Halifax. You know, they make it pretty well in Halifax, actually. Well, I will say that I mean, none of our members are originally from Halifax. No. And we all have flocked to the city to make this happen, <laughs> right? right? I'm originally from Truro and I'm living there now and I okay. commute all over the place. I'm just always on the road and and the um, the boys are from the South Shore. Okay. Connor's living in the city now. Um so he's kind of rooted there, which right. is a good thing, but yeah. yeah, it's funny. We all just kind of flock there. Mm-hmm. It's just I mean we couldn't say that it's not an incubator for what we're doing. I mean, that's exactly what we're using it for, too, right? We're right. trying to get heard in this place and, you know, get our sounds out there and share our art, just like all the other artists out there. And Halifax has a pretty good scene, I would mm. say. Or it's trying to, you know, it's and it's important. <laughs> it's important to people, you know, and that makes a foundation for a lot of potential in that regard, I think, but it is a tricky thing. It's a weird time, 2018. Yeah. I think like, yeah, like Halifax is a great place to get started, but um, I, I still think that even so it can be hard to make it. It's hard to know how to navigate. Yeah, it really is. As an artist of any, uh, any form, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I think it's just, you never know how to explain the how. A lot of us don't know the how, but we know the why. Right. You know, why we do this and why we have to do it. And whether or not we know how we're going to do it, it doesn't really <laughs> matter. We just know we have to, you know, because it's what we do as artists. And I think a lot of us can kind of empathize um Mm. but it is it is not the easiest thing it doesn't matter if you're a painter a dancer singer you know a rap artist it doesn't matter it's it's a challenging thing you don't know how you're gonna do it but you just do it anyway because it's what you love yeah i like that answer actually (laughs) um so what would you say to any new aspiring artists or any new like aspiring bands that really want to get started how what kind of advice would you give them i would say first find a place you can play at very uh relatively early play yeah within the first few months like say 
three months. Of get study. yourself out. There. Get yourself, yeah, get yourself out there. Get a little gig because you know there comes like a whole uh, bunch of experience just by playing. You just, right. you know, and and it's di- absolutely, yeah, you know, once you're on the uh, the bandstand, you know, it's a it's a different game and it's yeah. a whole other world. I so, think a, I think a, a good way to put it, and this was said when I was in music arts here, was shameless self-promotion and and you just have to be proud of your work you have to love what you do you know because you know that's the fuel yeah and so get out there don't be afraid you know do it anyway and if you get backlash and people don't like it who cares there will be people out there that do and there it will resonate with somebody out there and it doesn't matter if even if it does, because if it resonates with you, then that's an important thing. You got to get out there and you got to do it. Okay. <laughs> well, it looks like we're kind of running out of time here because we've been talking for about 40 minutes. Right on. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, Lots of good, good chats. Good though, chat, actually. yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks it for was, having us. It was great talking to you guys. Um, by the way, I love your music. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you awesome. Um, cool. The Blue Lane just joined me here on Canada Music Hangout. Uh, you can check out their brand new double concept album, uh, The Blue Land. Are you solar or lunar? Ooh, yeah. We want to know. I saw that on the website. Uh, I love that phrase right there. But are you solar or lunar? Let us know. You can go follow The Blue Lane on social media. What is all your social media? Is it just like at The Blue Lane for the most part? Yeah, um, you can find all of all of our social media platforms at our website, which mm-hmm. is thebluelane.ca. Bluelane.ca. So perfect. that'll connect you into our Bandcamp, our YouTube, um, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify. <laughs> yeah, Bluelaneagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's a that's a, a surefire way to find us. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Logan Curry, and thank you so much for hanging out with us on Canada Music Hangout. Canada Music Hangout, hosted and produced by Logan Curry. Recorded live at the NSCC Ivy Campus. Intro and extra music, Ryder by Pembroke. Intro and extra voice, Joshua Saunders.